4. About three weeks ago, we looked at the superscription, kind of an introduction to what it meant when it talked about the sons of Korah. We talked a little bit about that Sunday, too. And then last, Wednesday night before last, we looked at the first four verses, and tonight we're going to look at the next few verses, verses 5 through 8. As we saw in the first four verses, the psalmist here is longing for God. That's what we see here uh, in this second verse. I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord. The idea being to be in the presence of God, wherever God is. To be with God is a good place to be. And so that's kind of the idea of this 84th Psalm here, longing to be with God. So let's pray and then we'll look at the next few verses. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your good word. I pray that you would just bless the reading of your word, that you would help us to find strength in you tonight, dear Lord. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that I would preach and teach in a way that there's going to be something that that we need to hear tonight that you would bring out through these words and all for your glory. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Psalm 84, verse 5. Happy. Let's stop there for a second. That is probably something that we all desire to be is happy. But the question that really many people in the world, if not everybody, is asking is, is what will make me happy? How can I be happy? We, we, we look far and search far and try to find a lot of things in this world to make us happy. But true happiness is only going to be found in the Lord. Now, that's not to say that there are not things we can have or not things that we can do that won't make us happy on some level. Last week, I spent uh, the week with my family in the mountains, and it was I was happy. I think everybody else was happy. It was good. It was a happy time. And so there are certainly things in this world that make us happy. But the ultimate happiness that we seek is only found in the Lord. And so what does it say here in verse 5? Happy are the people whose strength is in you. Now that is whose strength is in the Lord. So if we are looking for happiness in our life, our happiness is found when we seek the strength of God. When we are made strong by God's strength, that's what gets us through the day because days in this world are difficult. We need a lot of strength to make it through the things that we are up against. Many of the things that get us down are things that that, that kind of drain the happiness from us sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to be happy in this life. For instance, today I had to do a funeral. Days of loss are difficult days. It's hard to be happy when you have lost someone that you have loved. But how do we make it through days like that? Days that, that really are quite unhappy days. Well, on days like that, we trust in what? The strength of God. And the strength of God, even on days like today, we sang a song titled, It Is Well With My Soul. Now, how, how kind of crazy is that and beautiful is that at the same time? That we, we gather around when we've lost someone that we've loved, and yet as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can say, It Is Well With My Soul. Even on the worst days that, that most of the world would look at and, and would feel unhappy, those who are not in Christ, we come to those days and we can find some, some happiness. We can say, it is well with my soul. And why? Because we have found a source of strength in Jesus Christ. And so when God is our strength, 
That is where true happiness is found. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Now, that particular passage may read different in different translations. It's hard to know exactly what is being talked about there. Now, some of your translations won't say pilgrimage. Uh, Some may say something different there. It's hard to know exactly what the language means, but it appears as though there's some type of journey that's taking place. There's some type of movement that's moving people toward God. Now, maybe in a in a, in a real literal sense here. Maybe the people are going to the tabernacle or the temple or to Zion. Maybe they're, they're going to a place. They're going to Jerusalem, perhaps, and they're singing this song along the way. They're praising God. They're seeking God for strength. Whatever this journey is that's being spoken of here, it speaks about those who have their hearts set presumably in the right direction. They're going to a better place. Where is that place? Well, we talked about last week the house of God. Now, it very well could be speaking very literally of the house of God here, and perhaps it is. But there's also some symbolic language there, not just going to the physical house of God, but knowing that wherever wherever we seek God, we'll find him. It doesn't matter if we're able to make it to this church or any other church building or not. There are times in life where we may not can make it to a church building, but we can find God when we seek it, no matter where we are, because God is with us all the time. And so here these people are seeking. They're going in the right direction. Their, their hearts are set on what is good, and that is to move toward God, maybe in a, in a physical sense like we do tonight. We have, we, have, we have come here to seek God. We've come here to fellowship and to love one another. We, we made the effort to move, and our hearts were set, and our journey was set and it brought us here today in a physical sense, but sometimes that occurs in a, just a spiritual sense as well. Verse 6, as they passed through the valley of Baca. Now, the valley of Baca here, uh, it's, it's uncertain exactly where this is. There's a couple of, of, of uh, guesses as to where this could be. We're not terribly concerned about that tonight. It appears as though this probably was a physical place, uh, but you may see a note in your, in, your, in your Bible, or it may even read the Valley of Tears or the Valley of Weeping. And so there seems to be some literal sense to this psalm and these things, but also some symbolic sense too. What does it say? As they pass through the Valley of Baca, or they pass through the Valley of Tears, they pass through the Valley of Weeping. That is, they're passing through a bad place, a difficult place. Now, that's true physically and literally for us sometimes. There are sometimes places we go through where it's difficult to rain or it's hard to get from here to there. But it's also true spiritually. As we walk with God, as we seek God, as we long for God, and we try our best to draw closer to Him, there are sometimes that we go through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of uh, the valley of the shadow of death. Right? We we probably have heard that from Psalm twenty three. So we understand this concept that okay, there are really literal valleys in this world, but we also understand the symbolism that when we're in those hard times and those difficult times, it's a dark valley. When we're in those hard times and those difficult times, they're often accompanied with tears. They're often accompanied with weeping. So what does it say? As they pass through the valley of Baca, or the valley of weeping, they make it a source of spring water. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blessing, or fill its pool, some of your translations will say. 
So the idea is, okay, there are seasons in which you go through these valleys, these, these difficult valleys that are hard to make it through, these valleys that are filled with weeping, but even still in the strength of the Lord, there is blessing that comes in those times. It becomes a source of spring water, a valley that's usually dry and barren and desert and, and difficult to make it through. By the strength of God, it becomes a place of spring water, even a place that's, that's dry and, and, and like a desert place. Even its pools are filled. Even it becomes a blessing to the people who seek God. And that's what it appears these people or this psalmist is saying. Hey, look, God, I'm seeking you. I'm longing for you. I'm on this journey that I'm drawing myself closer to you. And even on the difficult parts of the journey, and there are difficult parts, even for those of us in here who have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We would all say there are difficult parts. There are difficult times in life, in our families, in our jobs, in our churches. I mean, it's difficult everywhere. There are always these seasons that are difficult. But yet when we trust in the strength of God, we make it through these times. And even in them, we can find blessing when we seek God. Verse 7. They go from strength to strength. Each appears before God in Zion. Now, here it appears there's this physical, they're making this physical journey to Jerusalem or, or wherever it may be. They're seeking to be in the presence of God. And what does it say? They go from strength to strength. So it's the strength of God that carries us to the strength of God that carries us to the strength of God. And it's that strength after strength after strength that we find in God from valley to valley to valley. And each one we find the strength. And it's the strength of God that gets us from point A to point B. We move from the strength of God to the strength of God to the strength of God. And that's what keeps us going. Because we don't just need God's strength once. You need God's strength today. And guess what? Chances are you're probably going to need God's strength tomorrow. And there's going to come a day down the road that's going to be really tough in your life. And you're going to need God's strength more than you ever have. And that's the way that, that's the way that our life is. We continually seek the strength of God. It's not a one-time thing. It's not like we, we come and we put our faith in Jesus and say, Oh, we have infinite strength in God. We're good to go. We never need to seek God again. That's not true. God is the source of our strength. And while we are seeking God and listening to Him and following Him, we are connected to that source of strength. But you disconnect to the source of strength and you will lose power quickly, quickly, more quicker than those electric cars than you see, right, that they want us all to drive. Electric cars are good, but they run out of juice really quick. And if you don't go back and plug into the juice, you're going to be stuck. Well, that's how it is for us. If we're not plugged into God as our source of strength, our battery dies quicker than a Tesla. It dies really quick. We don't make it very far. And so we go from strength to strength. We get God's strength, and we continue to seek God's strength. And we get that strength, and we continue to seek more strength because that is the strength that will keep us happy and will keep us grounded and will get us through the difficulties of this life. <clears throat> Verse 8. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob, Selah. Now, this is a beautiful few words for us to consider tonight. And perhaps this needs to be our prayer. Perhaps we need to be those who are seeking God in our journey. Perhaps today you are in one of those valleys. Perhaps today you're in a valley of weeping. Perhaps today you're in a difficult place. Well, how are you going to get through it? You're going to get through it 
by the strength of the Lord. Perhaps today you are unhappy. Maybe you're unhappy because you're living in sin. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes it's our <coughs> sin that makes us unhappy. Maybe we're unhappy simply because we haven't been plugged into God. We haven't been plugged into his word. We haven't been praying to him. But what does the psalmist say here? Lord, hear my prayer. How can God hear our prayers if we are not seeking God and praying to him? And so if we need strength today, or you need strength tomorrow, or you need strength going down the road somewhere in the future, then we need to remember this passage. Because the only source of strength that will make us happy, both now and forevermore, it comes through God. It comes through Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected. That is the source of strength. That is what puts it all in motion. That is what solidifies it, that Jesus Christ came and died and was resurrected. And he has exhibited perfect strength, and he shares that strength with us. And so when we need strength today and tomorrow and in the days to come, that strength comes through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for these good words, and I pray that you would help us as we go through our valleys of weeping and difficult times. God, I pray that we would be as faithful as these that we read about in this psalm, that we seek our happiness in you and in you alone, that our hearts are set on a journey that is seeking you in what we do, dear Lord, in a physical sense that we are going where we need to go for you and in a spiritual sense that we are on the right journey, dear Lord. I pray that you'd bring blessing to us even in the midst of our deserts. Maybe there's some here that are in a spiritual desert, dear Lord. Some listening online that are in a spiritual desert. I pray that you would just bless them, that you would let them know that you're with them. God, that tonight that they would trust in your strength. Maybe, God, we've been trusting in our own strength. We do that. We fall into that trap. But I pray tonight, dear Lord, we would relinquish what little strength we think we have and trust in you and the great strength that you do have. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.